Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Canada versus Sweden for Olympic women's soccer gold. I haven't quite figured this out yet. Friday night, they say, and I'm like, if you think that they're on the same clock, you're going to miss the game. How about that? I'm believing it's 2 a.m. Mountain. That's what I'm planning on for this gold medal game. Does that sound right? That sounds right. We got two days to figure this out. I'm not sure any of us are the brightest bulb in the package, but together we can light a whole room. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Isn't that something, man? Yeah. That should be a Coke commercial I know. somewhere. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Hour 2 of the program. It's the Rod Peterson Show, if you didn't hear. The second half kickoff now brought to you by Core Grain. Core Grain. Doing the right thing for your farm. Look them up. Follow them on Twitter like I did. Boy, Moose came in here from uh, going for a walk in the break outside RP Show World Headquarters here. And when you came back into the bunker, I was like, bla- I was laughing. Mm-hmm. And because we're having so much fun, because this is what happened today. Andre DeGrasse won gold. He did for Canada at the Tokyo Games in the 200 men's relay, or sorry, 200 men's sprint. And he's, he's got a chance to go for more. But it brought up Ben Johnson, 1988, winning gold for Canada. That was in the 100, I believe. And people said, do you remember, Rod, when the Hamilton Tiger Cats <laughs> looked into signing Ben Johnson? Maybe we could get Andre de Grasse in Edmonton. It was an Elks fan writing us from the City of Champions. And I'm sitting here going, I, yeah, I remember the talk, but I don't even think he ever suited up, let alone showed up at Iverwind Stadium in Hamilton. But I feel like he raced a horse. So everybody's, <laughs> and I said to Clark in the break, nobody in here, nobody around here is old enough to even remember Ben Johnson and what was going on at that time. So can you folks help me out? Because we're getting a lot of great messages here on the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaaS Tell mobility dealer. And everybody's joined in on the fun here. Uh, Pee Wee Smith, sorry, Jeff the Stamps fan in Calgary says, Pee Wee Smith, Raced a horse down at Stampede Park when they still had horse racing. Forget about that. Dan Rashevich. You know Raz? Uh, yeah. Rider, Hall of Famer, one of my closest friends. He fought a horse at the Calgary Stampede. Beer might have been involved. Um, Whoa. Oh, yeah. Kevin Olenek watching on YouTube says, He didn't. The steroid scandal happened and no one touched Johnson after that. Not even the horse? Of course, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. He raced. I'm sure he raced he a did. horse. Ray Allen, you looked it up. He yeah. raced a horse. Who won? Uh, the horse. The horse won. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, of course. What a time to be alive that yeah. was. Spicy. Very. Uh, and then there's breaking news. Are we, we going to get serious for a second here? For uh, Core Grain in the second half kickoff. And don't worry, Four Seasons Sports Palace. We're, uh, we got them bringing you overtime a little later on. But the CFL season kicks off tomorrow. That is Thursday night in Winnipeg. And now we learn this morning. And this by virtue of the Blue Bombers announcing their roster this morning. That Andrew Harris, their star tailback, has gone on the one game injured list with a calf injury. One of their best receivers, Darvin Adams, won't play. And what did, did you say you knew what the injury was? Shoulder. Shoulder. And then 
The Hamilton Tiger Cats are coming in without Ted Laurent, stud D tackle. Devere Posey, friend of the show, wide receiver. Who else did you say, Alan? Devere Posey, Ted Laurent. Chris Van Zyl. Chris Van Zyl, Canadian offensive lineman. Yeah. And there was a fourth. Brooks. Carriel Brooks, DB. And it's just. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And this on the heels of what came down yesterday. The CFL announcing their COVID cancellation policy. And this is very important, I think, for people to know. According to the policy, if a game is canceled due to COVID-19 issues and cannot be rescheduled, the club suffering from the COVID-19 issues will forfeit a one nothing loss. If both squads have COVID-19 issues, each will forfeit the game and be assigned losses. In either scenario, if a team can prove at least 85% of its players under contract have been vaccinated at least once, the players will receive their salary for the canceled game. If that figure falls below 85%, players won't be paid. It was not clear if coaches would still be paid if a team's vaccination rate fell below 85% as they are not part of the league's collective bargaining agreement it has with the players. So holy smokes, stuff just got real Yeah, in the Canadian Football League. And that's why the 85% matters, right? And there's three teams, which we talked about, the Riders being one of them, Reportedly not at 85% fully yeah. vaccinated. So it becomes an issue, right? Guys want to get paid, right? But also guys have their own values about whether they want the vaccine or don't want the vaccine. It's a real tough spot. But the league has put out a stance, and I respect them for taking a stance on it. Oh, I, th- I respect the heck out of them. But... This is wild the day before the CFL season opener for a lot of reasons, okay? Stick with me. Because our guy Nelson Hakowicz writes in, our VP of Sim Events, and says, according to CFL.ca, Devere Posey's the only player officially ruled out for the Hamilton Tiger Cats for the game. Where did you get your info, Alan? From who? This kid's a journalism major. We're trying to teach him accuracy counts. You get that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, it, it used to. I'm not sure if it still does or not. Eric Thomas is a Ticats fan. He, he's watching on YouTube right now, and he just writes in Braylon Addison. I'm like, what about him? He was the other one on that list of injuries. Okay, well, there's another very important piece for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And, and, and by the way, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I'm just going to say it. They're mad at me because of what I said about Simone Lawrence and that I got Brandon Banks off his game, not even trying, two days before the Great Cup. So they won't send me their information in their news releases. They're not sending me their roster. And I said to the guys before the show, I'm not helping the CFL out. Okay? If you're going to send us your info and you want it correct, send it here. And we'll distribute it to the nation on Game Plus TV and through streaming. But I'm not going to sit here and put up with this crap. If they're going to act like that and not send us their info. Now, what did I say near the end of hour one? Darren Cameron, the PR guy for the Blue Bombers. When I left my rider job, he texted me within a day. What's your uh, new email address? I want to get you our stuff. That's the first class nature of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Darren Cameron. And by the way, who's the reigning Grey Cup champions? Oh yeah, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Whoa. What? <clears throat> you found it? I want to get this to Clark, and maybe we can put it up on the screen. But I'm looking at uh, 
the CFL here, and Stamps Argo's Week One Injury Report. And here's the Stampeders: Leonard Rich, uh, Richard Leonard, uh, Chris Odom. Uh, it goes down Richie Sindani. There's a few of them, and I'll show it to you because I can put this on the screen. Yeah. A, it tells of what DB ankle injury, tricep illness, illness, and Tuesday. Did not participate. Wednesday is open. So they're fall, starting to follow the NFL model. So I wonder if all teams are, are mandated by this yet or not. But this is starting to, we're starting to see the needle move in terms of reporting of injuries. And this is on the score app. Darren's saying it's, or uh, Clark is saying it's not mandated, but teams are doing it voluntarily. I'm not sure I believe that. I believe it. I believe that's mandated for all nine teams, and some teams are probably fighting it. That's what I think. Yeah. How about uh, that? Jennifer from the Four Seasons Sports Palace writes in. She says, spicy. But that's spicy. my point. I want to sit here. The easiest thing in the world for me would be to sit in this chair and talk about the CFL two hours a day every day. It would be the easiest thing for me. But if we're not going to get cooperation from the teams, I'm not interested because – we talked about the NFL last hour with Jim Lang, and this is a league that you talk to Dunk at three down. They're like, oh, how many photos do you need to chase Claypool? Every week they're sending him three new ones from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, come on, let's get with it here. Yeah. From Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says all teams are mandated. There are lists for every game on CFL.ca. That's the thing, because I worked in the league for 20 years. This would come down from the head office. You guys need to do this. Some will still fight it. Yeah, they won't, nobody would do this voluntarily. No. So not nobody's doing it. No, not one team would do it voluntarily. No. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says the Stampeders have always been honest with injuries. And I don't doubt that for a second. I don't, can't give you any example of where they were lying about it. I mean... But they would just not give you info. I mean... You'd put it, you'd put the, when, you know, the day before the game when the roster, the official roster and the injury report comes out, right? Here's your injury report on the, you know, one game list, the six game list. Nobody's ever hidden from that. But now we're going to get detailed reports every single day starting on Tuesday. Who played, who didn't, and if they didn't, what's the reason? Non-related? Illness, tricep, shoulder, calf. What's yeah. the reason you didn't play Tuesday? Did you have limited particip- participation Wednesday? And that's how the betting community kind of assesses the odds and what's going to happen. And we're going to start seeing that move a little bit more. John Hodge from 3downnation.com, friend of this show, tweeting. After confirmation this morning that Braylon Adderson, Chris Van Zyl, Ted Laurent, and Adeliki are out. Is that Tundi Adeliki? I believe so. Because there's two of them, right? He says, I'd put some money on the Blue Bombers here. So if we're talking about betting in the Canadian Football League, this is the kind of stuff that we would like to be talking about on day in, day out. Yeah. It's what they're talking about in the National Football League. It's 11-11, by the way, if you were paying attention. Make a wish. I don't have coffee. My wish is that there's enough players to play in the Canadian Football League and get through a season. Yeah. <laughs> Live television. Here we go. And we're in one. From Nelson, our content creator. It's very confusing that we have two Nelsons. I know. <clears throat> What's a half Nelson? 
We had two Nelsons. At a one wrestling point we move. had two Tylers. We've had. Yeah. They come in pairs. He says, as a very frequent sports better, this CFL injury reporting is an absolute nightmare for betting. But it's getting better. Yeah, now it's, it looks like it's going to mirror the NFL, which is perfect. You can go on now as long as it's clearly you know, outlined where you're going to be able to find those injury reports and when they're going to be updated on a daily basis. But you don't have as much information early in the week. That's why it's a bit more risky. But you might get better odds. And Well, and by the way, I want to say this. We have a lot of fun with uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan. But I... I <laughs> I really have nothing against the Calgary Stampeders. They've been very good to me, particularly since I left the Rough Riders. But when that injury thing, I don't know whether they're lying or not. I think they were very, I don't, I, I'm going to assume they aren't. They were very forthcoming with the Bo Levi Mitchell stuff last year. Um, look at their injuries in training camp this year. Other than Charlie Power snapping his Achilles, there were no real major injuries at Calgary Stampeders camp, according, or compared to other teams. Um, since John Huffnagel showed up in 2008, what you will hear in CFL circles is that the Calgary Stampeders have never fired a coach. And that's somewhat semantics because there's been a coach or two, I think, that they didn't, re- they didn't uh, renew their contract. But it's that Huff does things by the book, which I respect the hell out of that. And Huff, like, I love the guy. I do. When I was the writer guy and he was the Stam's boss, we didn't really love each other, but we did have some pretty good discussions back and forth because he knew what I was all about and I knew what he was all about. We were still on opposing sides. But how can you argue with what they've done there? And by the way, again, you don't hear any whining coming out of Calgary regarding the fact that Calgary Stampeders are sixth in the power rankings because they know that doesn't matter. They know that. They know Somebody said to me, and I can't remember whom, I want, I want to say, I, I won't out him, but he's like, just the way personalities are. He's like, Chris Jones, if you made him follow the rules, he couldn't do it. It's just not in his DNA. But with John Huffnagel, if you said, you have to run this team by breaking the rules, Huff, he couldn't do it. <laughs> like when they came out with that staff limitation and uh, salary cap for coaches, the stamps were already under it. And they were still the marquee team in the Canadian Football League. My mind's going off that this will make a great Twitter clip. Rod extols the virtues of the Calgary Stampeders. I'm just saying they do it by the book. And their stadium should be sold out based on everything that they've done there. And for whatever reason, it's not. But to go back to these injuries now, I guess... They had to put Andrew Harris on the one-game injured list in Darvin Adams. They had to. That's how it came out. But how many reporters, I don't know, are at bomber practice daily? I, I don't know. But we have, I just feel like we're Doc and Michael J. Fox in the DeLorean right now. <laughs> Where we're going, there are no roads. In terms of betting. Yeah. It's uncharted. It's a whole new territory for the Canadian Football League. Yeah. It really is, and, it, and it's kind of monumental, you know, to see where it's going to go. Reporting these injuries is step one, right? More information, more talk of numbers of stats, breaking down games, position battles, all of that. Any information that might let somebody have a window into who might have an edge here or there, what the weather might do, all these things that betters look at, 
you know, to try and find an edge because we all think we can predict who's going to win. We really can't. That's why we love sports so much. Yeah. But you need more and more and more and more info. And this is a start for the CFL. Long way to go. But they're on the right track. So, yeah, we'll see where this ends up. But it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, poll question update here for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who should replace Carson Wentz at quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts? Your options are Phillip Rivers, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, or other. Leading the poll on Twitter is Phillip Rivers, who has said in the last 24 hours he'll come out of retirement. He led the Colts to the playoffs last year. They lost to the Bills, of course. On Twitter, River, Rivers is leading there. And one of our P1s, Todd Pinckney, has sent me a tweet here from DraftKings. Nick Foles is the favorite to start as the Colts starting quarterback. And he's not even on the team. So he's not even on the No, he currently plays for the Chicago Bears, <laughs> by the way. Okay. We'll be back with some very special guests. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces in 31 states. We're streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues, and holy smokes, have we got some. We're in one. Cooking with gas today. The uh, CFL season opens tomorrow. Ticats, Hamilton Ticats, will be without two of their top Canadians. Ted Laurent, star defensive tackle. Uh, Chris Van Zyl, offensive lineman, will be out. For the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, reigning Grey Cup MVP Andrew Harris won't play. That's because of a calf injury, not COVID. Their leading receiver, Darvin Adams. Here we go. Ticats will also be missing receiver Devere Posey and Braylon Addison. Holy smokes. More on that in a moment. Well, Nick Sikiewicz is no stranger to this program. He's the commissioner of the National Lacrosse League. The president of the Tawarton Lacrosse League is Lewis Stats, and they're joining us on a three-way call here today, and I'm very much looking forward to the chat. I want to say good day, Commissioner. Nick, how are you, sir? Good, Rod. How are you? Great good. to be here. Great to see you, Lewis. Great to see you, Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Good afternoon. I love that. I can't wait to hear from, from Lewis, too, and i got to ask you about that surname as well. That's an amazing name for being in sports. Nick, let's... Hey, let's jump right into your news, the announcement and your affiliation here with the TLL, and then we'll get into some other business stuff. But what are we talking about here today, Nick? 
Yeah, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, the NLL's grassroots initiatives. You know, we, we started this about five years ago. Um, it's pretty well known that um, lacrosse throughout North America, Canada, the U.S., and really throughout the world has been a very fragmented sport. Um, lots of different associations, lots of different governing bodies, lots of youth and professional leagues. And uh, we're what we're trying to do is pull it all together and get everybody in the same sandbox and supporting each other with an eye to growing the game. And when Lewis and his organization came to us and they shared with us their vision of what they want to do to, to um, you know, really help young lacrosse players in, in that part of the part of Canada, we, um, we absolutely want to support that effort. So we're partnering with the, the Tort and Lacrosse League to uh, host the Combine event. And I'll, I don't want to steal Lewis's thunder. Um, I'll let him talk about that. But really, this for the NLL is about supporting really all walks of life in, in the industry of lacrosse and really try to be the glue that brings together all these different constituencies that have a passion for the game, looking to grow the game at the grassroots level, and for our league to do whatever we can do to, to help support those interested in growing the game. I love it. And congratulations on that. And over to you, Lewis, if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about your league? Cause I'm not as familiar with it. And what has you excited about having your kids aspire to obviously playing in the NLL? Okay. So our league is a, is a newly formed league. The Twerton lacrosse league is, uh, is from, you know, I guess the seed of it is from, uh, is from a group of, uh, individuals here in Ontario that have participated in the Ontario Junior League and Ontario Lacrosse League for many, many years. So uh, we've been we've been involved in that. And from our perspective, we were just looking we were just looking at uh, at an ability to make some change in terms of the playing of the game, what we were doing. Uh, as Nick mentioned, you know, uh, a lot of our kids that are playing in the leagues have aspirations for the NLL. And uh, we want to we want to do our very best to make sure that they're uh, they're ready for that. On all on all levels, so uh, we've uh, you know we we went out on our own. We forged ahead, uh, like many things. Uh, you know, when you start talking about change, you you know change brings uh, brings reactions, different reactions from different people. Uh, the people that the people that are involved in in what you want to change really don't like change all that much. Uh, so you know we're working our way through some growing pains with all of that. But ultimately, our goal is to is to continue to grow the game of lacrosse and. Being situated here where I am uh, on the Six Nations of the Grand River First Nation here in southern Ontario, which is the, the largest First Nation in Canada population-wise, we have a rich history. The Iroquois people have a rich history in lacrosse, and uh, we, you know, we understand that we understand the, the the deep cultural aspects of the game, but also we understand that you know we're also here to provide uh, to provide support and uh, education and things like that for our kids to get uh, to get where they want to go and. And in lacrosse, where they want to go is to play in the NLL. Tell me, Lewis, then about the combine, uh, if you don't mind. What's going to go on there? When is it? Where is it? And what are you hoping to get out of it? Yeah, so the combine event that we're hosting in conjunction with NLL is going to be held in St. Catharines, Ontario. Again, a, 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 a local lacrosse hotbed here, or hotbed zone in southern Ontario at the Meridian Centre, uh, which is the main, the main arena complex in St. Catharines. It's going to take place on August 21st and 22nd, so a couple of weeks uh, weekends from now, and uh, we're hoping to get uh, 80 uh, players registered to to participate in this. So again, it's uh, the idea is it's a showcase event, it's a combine showcase event, and uh, we'll work closely with the NLL to to make sure that uh, 
we can get together what they would like to see. The, the plan is we're having, uh, we're going to have six, six games, six uh, scrimmage games between, uh, we're going to divide the 80 players into four teams and have scrimmage games over Saturday and Sunday, uh, give the NLL, GMs, coaches, uh, et cetera, their personnel a chance to look at these kids. Some, some they haven't seen play lacrosse in two years. So we're looking forward to that, excited about that, and just hoping that we can, uh, again, we can assist these uh, the, the young lacrosse players that we're talking about here to get to wherever they want to get to, whether it's the NLL, maybe it's school, you know, whatever it is in life, we want to try to help them with our, you know, based on our principles of collaboration, education, and inclusion with our league. Well, congratulations on this, and I appreciate Lee Genier lining this all up, this interview today, and helping facilitate this. Nick, do you have any more on the combine of this association before I fire a few different things at you? No, I just uh, want to say great to see you, Lewis. Um, we're excited to be partnering with you, and uh, hopefully this is the start of many great things to come, and we just want to bring the sport of lacrosse together and be as uh, collaborative and inclusive as we possibly can be to support the game. Awesome. And, and I got to say this, Nick. So I go to these rush games and I'm sitting with my buddies and I'll never forget one was looking at the program. He's like, these guys are all from uh, mainland B's, lower mainland BC in Southern Ontario. <laughs> right? Like that's the hotbeds of lacrosse in Canada. You've realized as the commissioner, Canadians love lacrosse and particularly in those areas. Hey. Oh yeah, it's serious business in in Canada, and it, it's uh, we're pretty excited about all of that seriousness of box lacrosse dripping down into the United States. There's a lot of young kids here in the U.S. as well that are getting lit up on the game, and and our job and our responsibility as the top league in the world, uh, lacrosse league in the world, is to help facilitate that dream and to help make that happen. So it's exciting. It's great to see all those. Players come from those hotbeds, and yeah, it's uh, it's serious business, and it's getting bigger. What does it mean, Lewis? One more for you. Uh, the viewers, by the way, are loving your your surname, Lewis Stats. And by the way, so am I. I mean, not very common. Perfect name for the president of a sports league. What? Talk about that. That must be a fun conversation starter. Well, I always I always correct everybody around and tell them that I pronounce I pronounce it stats, so I, that, that that keeps me away from that, from that conversation. But, okay, stop. Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're really excited. I mean, my background, like I've been involved in the, in this league. Like I, I have five Mental Cup championship rings, like from our Six Nations Arrows Lacrosse program here, and I've also got uh, experience and and years in the NLL. I was the president of the Rochester Nighthawks. Uh, for seven years prior to actually prior to Nick joining the league as commissioner, but I was there for our for the for the run when uh, from 2012 to 2014 as the president of the Lighthawks when they won uh, they won the, the NLL championship three years in a row. Well, I got to say, hey, congratulations by the way, and I'm glad we got that cleared up. So it starts, but I got to ask you, what does it do to the First Nations kids to see the First Nations players? Because we've got a young First Nations hockey player from here by the name of Ethan Bear, just traded from the Edmonton Oilers to the Carolina Hurricanes. And my God, he's from the Ochapaways First Nation. He just gives them to something to aspire to, obviously, athletically. Obviously, these pro lacrosse players that have come from First Nations descent are huge symbols of what the youth could achieve. Exactly, and we have, you know, and we have a number of them. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Nick's, Nick's, Nick's very familiar with all of the all of the uh, the stars and uh, NLL stars that were, you know, that come out of Six Nations and also from the Onondaga Nation in Syracuse. The Thompson brothers, obviously, right now, were are, are, are you know very well known. You'd know them. You'd know them well too, Rod, with uh, with the play that they had out there and <clears throat> with uh, with the rush too. So again, that 
when we, it's funny because when, when people talk about that, when they come into our community, uh, you know how you see a lot of kids playing hockey and things in the outdoors that you always get the comments on here at Six Nation when they're driving around. All they see is lacrosse nets and the little kids, the youngest, youngest kids walking around or in the community in their yards. They got lacrosse sticks in their hand, not hockey sticks. So, again, it's, uh, you know, we just need to continue on that journey. We're going to do whatever we can to, to, to continue to grow the game and, uh, and, make it, and make it better for everyone involved. Well, pre-COVID, I drove around this province speaking to communities at a variety of events, and I see kids playing lacrosse out where they were playing baseball or were playing road hockey. Darren's nodding his head. He's seen it too. So it's happening in this province too. So, Nick, I got to ask you this. Uh, man, Las Vegas, when that announcement came out of, and you please fill me in here, Wayne Gretzky is the only name I'm stuck on, but Dustin Johnson, obviously, and uh, Steve Nash, Whoa, how did you keep that thing under wraps? And how did this come to be? Yeah, that wasn't easy. Um, We actually had consummated that deal in early January. We worked on it all last year throughout COVID. And even prior to COVID hitting, we had uh, a couple of very interested groups in that marketplace uh, connected with Wayne in early and late 2018, early 2019. Got this amazing story about Wayne's um, a love and passion for the sport of lacrosse and how it, it heard this great story about how it helped him dramatically in his hockey uh, training and his, in his hockey career. And it was just a wonderful story. So it all, it all came together uh, last year throughout COVID. We were, were kind of bored. We didn't have anything to do. So we, we signed up two expansion teams, um, one in uh, Fort Worth, which is starting this year, and then Vegas will start next year. And then we consummated the deal in January but then uh, Wayne's dad fell ill and, and we just didn't think it was appropriate to, uh, he wanted to be involved in the announcement and we didn't think it would be a, appropriate to, to do it at that time. So he had to get through what he had to get through with his dad, God rest his soul. And it was a very important part of his life. And we just delayed it out uh, until June when we made the announcement. And it was a great announcement in Vegas. Um, he's going to be an awesome, very engaged uh owner in our league. Um, he's partnered with another great Canadian who pl- grew up playing lacrosse in BC, Steve Nash, as well as uh, Dustin Johnson, who's his son-in-law. And then of course, Joe Ty um, is is their partner as, as well. So really exciting announcement. Our 15th team, um, you know, it's over the last five years, our franchise values in the NLL have grown by 11 and a half times. And we're really proud of that. Um, and it just speaks to what a great investment it is to be in the NLL. Uh, it's still early days. We have many more markets to expand into and grow into and more opportunities for investors to be part of the league. But that was a, that was a big one. That was a, that's going to go on the NLL timeline <laughs> as a, as a, Oh wow. Moment in the history of the NLL. Oh, I just want to say congratulations again. And I just got up that morning and opened my email and it was like, because it hadn't leaked. I was, you know, I make so good job on that because I know how hard that is in sports these days. And Las Vegas just exploding as the sports capital of North America, no longer the entertainment capital and gaming. It is the, uh, the sports capital right now, too. And I, I got to mention, too, for your ardent fans, of which I'm one and we're season ticket holders here. What's the update on this season? On track for December uh, tip-off? Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, December 3rd is opening night, uh, first face-off. 
we've announced uh, a, a selection of home games that we'll be launching or deep in the schedule development. We announced a landmark TSN deal. We'll have 20 uh, games of the week on TSN linear television. That'll be the first time ever for the National Lacrosse League, coast to coast in Canada. And then we'll have every single game um, live streamed on TSN Go as well as the playoffs uh, and the championship. So broad, broad distribution TV deal with TSN. I'm actually going up there in a couple weeks to visit with our new partners there. They're excited. We're excited about that. Um, and we're also close to a very similar deal here in the United States for the U.S. fans. So, um, yeah, really excited about this upcoming season. We haven't played in a while. We just got to get back to playing lacrosse. Awesome. Uh, Nelson Hakowicz, one of our viewers, says all the praise to Nick for the TSN TV deal. And that's where the NLL came on my radar, Nick, was in the 90s on TSN. Because like I say, if you put it on, we'll watch it. And we did. So uh, it kind of feels like you're going home in, in that regard. Um, Lewis, congratulations on this and all the great things that you've done. I appreciate the time. And Nick, as always, don't be a stranger and enjoy the rest of summer and uh, continued success with all these great announcements. No, I appreciate Thank it. You very much. I'm, uh, I'm, headed up north. I'm headed up north in a couple weeks and I can't wait. Sounds good. All right, guys. Nick Sikavich, the commissioner of the National Lacrosse League, and Lewis Stotts, the president of the Terwatton Lacrosse League Combine coming up in St. Catharines, Ontario. All good stuff. They don't have a name yet. Eh? Moose for the Las Vegas I don't think t- so. uh, team. People are writing in with potential names yeah. for the Las Vegas Pro franchise. Jason in Red Deer says the Las Vegas Gold. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's pretty good. Uh, how about the Las Vegas Rhinos? Sp- sponsored names. Yeah. You're a Vegas guy. Oh, yeah. You I, know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, Robin, <laughs> viewer, says the Las Vegas Canucks homage, paying homage to the owners. How about that? They're all Canadians. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Well, Dustin Johnson's not in that ownership group. Uh, and by the way, the uh, indoor football league with the Las Vegas team is going to be announcing its name in August. That's all I'll say. So there's a lot of interesting things coming down in Sin City. Jason, you saw that. Eh? Jason in Red Deer says the Las Vegas Bronze Knights. Golden Knights, Silver Knights, Bronze Knights. Different ownership group, though. Or else I would have said you're on the right track. Platinum Knights. Yeah, going up. Going up. Okay. We'll have more fun when we come back with this. Jeff Cabellas in Winnipeg says the Las Vegas All In. How about that? How about that? Not bad. Jeff the Stamps fan says the Las Vegas Caesars. Caesars on special at the concession. For the lacrosse team, because I know what the football team's name's going to be. Spicy. Yep. (laughs) We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Yeah. Welcome back. Time for a sports update. I said to the moose in the break... 
you guys want to go to the two shot, he's got a Seattle Kraken tracksuit on today. The Saskatchewan Kraken. The Saskatchewan Kraken. <laughs> it should just stitch an S I on should that. just put the logo right here. Can we get a shot of Alan the intern on the couch? Why just so just people know. And, or, well, you could walk the camera's going to try and... Wait a minute. They can't because we're using yeah, the camera. Are. No, no, they are. Look okay. There's Alan, the intern, and he's... Do you want to put on the Ricky the Iguana head while we're at it? <laughs> there. There you go, Alan. You're on TV. Seattle Kraken shirt. There you guys. Nice work on the remote control there, guys. Do you want to do a dance? You're, you're good. <laughs> Why don't you go put on the Ricky the Iguana head? Is it here? No, it's not. It's your, at your house? Yeah. Well, that's a great place for it, as my boss used to say all the time. <laughs> Where's the station vehicle? Ah, oh, it's at my house. That's a great place for it. Really helps us now. Yeah, right, right, really helps us now, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I'm your uncle. Teasing. But, and then he's, got, he's all upset. He still hasn't figured out my game yet. <laughs> he was rubbing his hands together very nervously. That's what Alan does when he's nervous. You didn't know I noticed that, did you? And you turn purple as a turnip. <laughs> How about that? And the more you say, oh, <laughs> the more it goes. We have so much fun around here. Uh, <laughs> Alan says, speak for yourself. Right. Mike Blackbird is watching in Toronto, and he says, was nice to see the Argos practice, and I was able to bring Charleston Hughes the jerk chicken he requested on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Such a nice guy. Argos. Jason in Red Deer says, I have seen reports that the indoor football team in Las Vegas will be called the Vegas Nighthawks. If it's true, I love it. It's not. I can tell you that right now. And the announcement's coming up intimately, so you won't have to wait much longer, but it is not the Las Vegas Nighthawks. Ryan says the Las Vegas chips would be fun. Eh, not really. But I see Eric Estrada pulling up on a motorcycle with his... You don't even know what that is, do you? It's an old TV show. Oh, okay. Police officer on motorcycle cops. <sighs> I feel so alone around here. There's a, <laughs> there's a new movie called Chips. Dak Shepard is in it. Does he play a cop on a motorcycle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's based on the There's show. only one Eric Estrada. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Can you, Clark, Google Eric Estrada? It's Eric with a K. Because I'm big on names, Alan, just so you know, and spelling. <laughs> he learned Very that well. the hard way. You want to see me yell for reals. Eric Estrada. Eric with a K. E-S-T-R-A-D-A. E-S-T-R-A-D-A. It's the second you find it, please put it up on the screen. That's what I'm talking about. The Las Vegas chips. So if you could have a game and bring Eric Estrada in at halftime riding a motorcycle, <clears throat> that would be pretty cool. Now, here we go. James, <laughs> James in Borden, Manitoba says, I remember, Rod. Jeff the Stamps fan. I loved that show. It was a great show. Seems like they're having a tough time finding it. That's Eric Estrada right there. But he doesn't have the shades, but you get the picture. There's only one. I know. Um, let's do a sports. Any other photos of him with his shades on? Because that really, that really makes it. Oh, yeah. Canada's Andre DeGrasse has raced to a gold medal in the men's 200 meter at the Tokyo Olympics. DeGrasse roared to the finish line at a Canadian record time of 19.62 seconds. Americans Kenneth Bednarik took silver, followed by American Noah Lyles. Aaron Brown of Toronto was sixth. Lefty Stephen Motts faces Cleveland righty J.C. Mahia tonight as the Blue Jays try for their sixth win in seven games since returning to the Rogers Center. 
Mats is 2-0 with a 1.47 ERA in three career games against Cleveland. Toronto bounced back for a 7-2 win last night after dropping the series opener 5-2. Jays have won four of five since going back uh, to Rogers Center. Let's see it. Clark says they got it. There, there's, a, there's an idea. I didn't know they were redoing a uh, yeah, Chips. Just a, is a movie. It's probably five years old now. But there is, and it's it's not it's, bad. Oh, there is another Chips? It's a movie. See, that's the thing with me with remakes. I'm not big on them. They, they, it's never as good as no, the original. You won't like it. Somebody who maybe hasn't seen Chips, it was okay. <laughs> Popcorn flick. Jeff, the Stamps fan, nailed it. He said, everyone remembers Eric Estrada. No one remembers the other guy. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Max Scherzer makes his Los Angeles Dodgers debut tonight, starting at Dodger Stadium against the Houston Astros. The World Series champions got the 37-year-old ace from Washington at a mega trade on Friday. The three-time Cy Young Award winner said he would prefer to remain in the National League when he became a free agent after the World Series, but we'll wait to see or when he becomes a free agent after the World Series, but he's going to wait to see how things play out. Dodgers chasing San Fran in the NL West. Toronto FC continues a busy week against good opposition when it visits the Philadelphia Union tonight. On Sunday, Toronto tied Nashville SC 1-1, and Philadelphia drew the Chicago Fire 1-1. I just feel like soccer has an entirely different vocabulary than the rest of the world. That's right. I don't even know what they're saying. I'm just reading it because it's in front of me. Yeah. Stay classy, San Diego. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and information. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Uh, and from Mick Gonzalez watching in Toledo, where the RP Show airs on channel 648 on Game Plus TV, daily on Buckeye Cable. Mick says, just seen ESPN's release of the CFL schedule for U.S. viewers. A few games on the TV side, ESPN2 and ESPN News. Most games on the computer side, ESPN+. Plus. No pre- or post-game content with the panel. Yes, it's worth the $7 a month to see games. But no pre-post content, just whizzes at Rod Peterson Show. Uh, let's talk about that when we come back in overtime for the Four Seasons, K. Yeah. And what's going on with the big news, Blue Bombers and Ticats, both significantly undermanned going into their week one showdown Thursday night. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, Canada's daytime sports talk show, streaming as well on Facebook and YouTube and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, hey, do us a favor and give us a follow on Instagram. Look at us both looking at our phones. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> We're talking but not looking at each other. we got a new follower here. Jersey House Canada. Proudly Canadian worldwide shipping. How about that? Cool. How about that? <laughs> they got quite a few followers, too. Give us a follow at The Rod Peterson Show. 
Uh, this is Overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Seattle Kraken fan club and the UFC. And you're starting to see Kraken stuff around. Alan, the intern, who's wearing his T-shirt today. We got a jersey out in the lobby. What brought that all up? I, I don't know why, why we started talking about the Kraken today. I know, right? Doesn't matter. And before we get to the viewer comments, we've struck a real chord here between what will be the name of the Las Vegas lacrosse team. It hasn't been unveiled yet. And also Eric Estrada and the television show Chips. We found out the other guy's name was Larry Wilcox. For $10 billion, I couldn't have told you what his name is. But anyways, everybody's trolling the Dallas Cowboys. America's team, five Super Bowls, six this year. Everybody's making fun of the Dallas Cowboys. And I turned to Darren and I said, is that what it feels like to be a Leaf fan? And you think that it does. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Two teams that have a really strong brand, a big fan base, good history. But recent history hasn't been so good in terms of championships. Right? Obviously, the Cowboys a little bit more recent than the Leafs. But both teams that are, for the most part, pretty competitive. Um, They've got money to spend. And are also widely hated. As much as they have huge fan bases and they're both loved, they're also wildly hated. There's a lot of parallels where you dissect those teams inside uh, and out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are you like us in Cowboys Nation? We don't care. I feel like you guys get really no. miffed when, when the Leafs get mocked. We don't care. It's like, just shut up and let us watch the Cowboys. Yeah, you know what's happening. You, you know you're going to be on in prime time. You know you're going to get the great television. <laughs> right? So it's just like the, when the fan base is that big, you just can't stop the yeah. momentum, right? And that's building a brand. I'll never forget the first time I watched the Dallas Cowboys live. It was in Phoenix. And the guy that I had coffee with yesterday, Derek the Duke Myers, I was standing with him. He's also a Cowboys fan. We were in Glendale, Arizona, okay? It was a road game. And the crowd was 70% Cowboys fans. And they came out for warm-up, Darren. And the public address announcer at, at the time, University of Phoenix Stadium, was, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys. I dropped to one knee. Here they are. Do you know what I mean? He brings that up all the time. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> I feel like not everybody, not every stadium announces the opposition when they come onto the ice or the field. Right. Right. Well, they did in Phoenix and the place went nuts. And of course we blew it in overtime when Jason Garrett iced his own kicker. Uh, I remember. Remember that game? I do. (laughs) Myers ripped off his Deion Sanders jersey and threw it like 30 rows down. Security guard literally picked it up and walked it back. Here you go, sir. He's like, I don't want it. So mad. Oh. The life of a Dallas Cowboys fan. No kidding. The life of a Dallas Cowboys but fan. But those little things matter. So much, you know, prestige in the organization, and it's like the Dallas Cowboys. And you kind of have that feeling, right? I mean, as a Leaf fan, I had that feeling walking into a grocery store in Toronto. <laughs> Serious? Because it used to be the old stadium, the old oh, yeah, Gardens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That those, Dallas Cowboys. Those things matter. It's just like, yeah. Uh, Todd Pinkney tells me that what got us talking about the Kraken was your tracksuit. Ah, that's right. Alan, the intern, has an idea for the team name of the new... <laughs> Look at him just <laughs> giggling over there. This is his idea. 
the Vegas strippers. They will strip the competition. There is a look at him. Look at him. He's he's going to combust over there. There's a uh, rec hockey team in Estevan known as the strippers. From Troy in Toronto says, I don't see the Leafs as Canada's team anymore, but being a native Torontonian, I really don't care who hates us. We hate ourselves for being Leaf fans. That's the thing. I don't, I just, I don't get the Cowboys stuff. It's like, why? It's like Stephen A. Smith. I'm like, yeah. it's getting old, Stephen A. It's getting old. Before we run, uh, a couple things. One, I wanted to read this. Cam Dickey watching on Vancouver Island. He goes, actually, there were a ton of injuries early in the, in the NFL season. In 2020, my buddy works for Pro Football Focus. He's going to run the numbers, and I'll get them to you guys as soon as possible. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate that. From the 647, Toronto says, Great having the full show back. That hour when the power went off was the longest day of my life. Sorry about that. Uh, Metal Shingle Guy wants to know what the Listen Live feed. These guys got it up and running today. It was a little late to the party. He says, we didn't see eye to eye, LOL. That's the line from The Rock, why he had to break up with a girl that was cross-eyed. He didn't see eye to eye. His line, not mine. Don't at me. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton says about the, about the, when did the final cuts have to be made in the CFL? It was last week. So there's some injuries going on uh, in the CFL that they're going to have to cover for here in the next 24, 48 hours. And you wanted to face off on, let's do it real quickly. Sure. We have less than a minute. I would love everybody's participation in this. We got a minute, Darren. Now less. What is the winner at the Olympics? Who has the most medals or who has the most gold medals? And to me, I frankly have always thought it's whoever has the most medals. Why do they not have? That's why they have the count. They have the count of both. I understand that. But you, I say it's the most medals. You don't. No, it's whoever has the most gold medals. I count that. That's how many events we've won. We won the most events. We'll finish second and third. If you're not first, you're last. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, baby. Tomorrow, it's our CFL preview show. In studio, Nick Lewis. On the phone, Davis Sanchez and Doug Brown. Can't wait. We'll see you at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. Truth's in the coffee. It's truth serum. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.